And hello everyone, I'm Jeremiah Patterson, and you're listening to a very special episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. This is a TJPS special, the Nevada Caucus. We are live from our TJPS studios here, and we are getting ready to... We will make our projection when necessary, but we do know that Bernie Sanders did win New Hampshire. Iowa is still counting, and as we await today for the Nevada results, what will transpire this time? At 2 o'clock p.m., MSNBC began their very special coverage and other news organizations followed beginning their special coverage as well. The incumbent president, Donald J. Trump, is up for re-election and Bill Weld is going up against him. The Republicans were intimidated, the RNC was intimidated that Bill Weld would pull and do better in Nevada than the incumbent president, Donald J. Trump. So they decided to cancel the, the Nevada caucus altogether. And so the Republicans are not caucusing this year in Nevada. Ultimately, who will win the Democratic nomination? Who will win the Republican nomination? It's inevitable, and it's also said that President Trump will receive the Republican nomination for the next president of the United States. Does this country want another four years of Donald Trump? What's going to happen? What's going to transpire in this election that's going to change the trajectory here as we move on into this, until we move on into unprecedented times? What will happen this time? Will we have another four years of Donald Trump or will we have a Democratic president? We can get a Democratic president, but if we do not, but if the Democrats do not win the House and the Senate once again, then that's going to be sort of controversial because you have a Democratic president and then you have Mitch McConnell reluctant to pass any bills, which may inevitably be placed on his desk. So we're just going to see what happens during this election as we are waiting. These are different times and we are getting ready to make our projection. Once again, when necessary, we will make that projection. Um, but we are we should be expected to be joined by some special guests who are coming back on the show to, uh, to just share their perspectives on this very fun and exciting day. Uh, the TJPS special of the Johnson impeachment will be going up, uh, will be launched, and it will be, will transpire on February the 24th, which has been, spe which has been scheduled. February 24th, 1868 was the anniversary of when President Johnson, Andrew Johnson, was impeached for repeatedly uh, clashing with the Republican-controlled Congress on the controversy of, on the controversy, excuse me, a reconstruction. So instead of talking you guys out for <laughs> another 15 minutes, uh, we are going to kick off our special coverage of the TJPS special Nevada caucuses with our special explanation from a news source of what exactly this is and how does it work. And we begin. Nevada will be the third state to weigh in on the 2020 presidential candidates with its first in the West caucuses. The state's Democratic caucuses will work largely the same way as Iowa's. Anyone who will be 18 years old by election day is allowed to participate and they must be registered as a Democrat. On February 22nd, caucus goers will gather at more than 250 locations around Nevada. Participants will divide into groups around the room to declare who they think the party's nominee should be. That first vote will determine candidate viability, and 15% support will be the minimum in most locations. Anyone standing with a candidate who's deemed non-viable will then be able to change their support to another presidential hopeful. The results of the second alignment will be used to award the state's delegates. 
But Nevada has one major difference from Iowa, early voting. From February 15th through 18th, Democrats could fill out a paper ballot indicating their first through fifth choices for the nomination. Those ballots will be counted with the voters' home precinct. On caucus day, if the early voters' first choice candidate doesn't reach viability at their home precinct, that's when the alternate choices will be counted. The Nevada Democrats say their process for reporting the results will avoid the chaos that happened in Iowa. Using party-provided iPads, caucus officials will plug results into a Google form. That form will have a built-in caucus calculator to help eliminate human math errors. And each precinct location will also have paper copies of the results. On the other side of the aisle, with President Trump in the White House, Republicans in Nevada are not caucusing this year. The results of Nevada's Democratic caucuses will ultimately determine how 36 of the state's delegates are split up at the national convention. Meet the Ninja Foodie Air Fry Oven. Make fast, family-sized meals in the time it takes some ovens to preheat. With Ninja's superheated air, you can air fry for extra crispy, guilt-free, delicious results. And because it's a Ninja Foodie, it can do things that no other oven can. And even flip up and out of the way. The Ninja Foodie Air Fry Oven. The oven that crisps and flips away. All right, everyone, welcome back after our quick commercial break there. Uh, joining me now and uh, back, coming back on the podcast is Nolan Cleary, host of Politics Weekly. Uh, Nolan, thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, thanks for inviting me back, Jeremiah. So uh, it appears that to a couple, of, it appears from a couple of networks and the AP Associated Press reporting this, that Bernie Sanders has just uh, won Nevada. What do you make of this news? Well, I think it shows that uh, me and a bunch of other political analysts uh, are pro- probably underestimated, or e- either we underestimated Bernie Sanders or we overestimated uh, Joe Biden, uh, right? Because Joe Biden was supposed to be the front runner, mm-hmm. uh, but then he came in fourth in Iowa, ouch. Then he came in fifth in, in New Hampshire, and now he's getting clobbered. Uh, in Nevada. Now, I will say this about Joe Biden to give him credit. He did come in second place here, and he did come mm-hmm. in second place by a considerable margin. Right now, it's looking like he'll come in second place uh, by a considerable margin over Elizabeth Warren. That being said, Bernie Sanders won here by 36 percentage points. Yeah. Uh, four years ago, Bernie Sanders didn't even come in first. In Nevada, so the fact that he's coming uh, in, uh, the fact that he's coming in, not only coming in first this time, but winning by thirty six points, uh, is a big warning sign. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's inevitable that Bernie will win the nomination in July? Um, no, I don't think it's inevitable at this point. Um, if the never Bernie people or the anti Bernie people don't act fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may become inevitable. I don't think it's inevitable right now. For starters, we still don't know how Michael Bloomberg is going to do on Super Tuesday. Yeah, Michael Bloomberg. If Michael Bloomberg, I mean Michael Bloomberg, is almost tied. I mean, to Michael Bloomberg's credit, he is almost tied with bernie in california which is huge Uh and he's currently in the lead in florida and arkansas um 
So if Bloomberg does well on Super Tuesday, that could give him a lot of momentum. Yeah. Um, there's always the uh, possibility as well uh, of a contested convention. Now, I will say this. Some people have said they think Bernie Sanders uh, will be in the lead, will win the most delegates, but then it'll be a contested election because he won't get a majority and then the Democrats will steal it from him. Mm-hmm. I find that unlikely because I think they realize that the controversy in 2016 probably hurt them, and I don't think they do that. So right now, I don't think it's inevitable, but I would say watch what happens in South Carolina and watch what happens on Super Tuesday Mm. to see what the future of Bernie's uh, campaign is. Uh, Would you be astonished if Bernie dropped out of the race? Yes. Yes, I would be. Um, uh, let Let me rephrase this. I guess it, it now or in a month, uh, I I would be I would be astonished if Bernie fails in uh, South Carolina badly, mm-hmm. and he fails badly on Super Tuesday, and then he continues to fail uh, in primaries after that. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he dropped out. Mm. But as of right now, based on how he's doing, I I don't think. I think it would be shocking if he drops out anytime soon. So based on all the candidates that are in the race right now, Elizabeth Warren, Tulsi Gabbard still in, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Bidens, and the other candidates, who do you think is most uh, most qualified to take Donald Trump down? Most qualified or most likely to? Uh, most likely to. Uh well, you could make a strong argument for Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. um, but Tulsi Gabbard isn't going to be the nominee. Uh, right now, she's at 0% mm-hmm. in Nevada, so don't see a way she's going to win uh, the nomination. Of the ones that I think ha- have the potential to be the nominee, I think Bernie Sanders. Here's the thing you've got to mm-hmm. remember. In the past 100 years of elections, from 1920 to 2020, uh, only three times, there have only been three times in those 100 years that a sitting president uh, has lost re-election. Those three times were mm-hmm. uh, 1932 with Herbert Hoover, yeah. uh, ni- ni- 1980 with Jimmy Carter, and 1992 with George Bush Sr., now, if you look at those three elections, 1932, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was this hugely charismatic candidate. He was this electric candidate. He inspired all these people. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, 1980, uh, Ronald Reagan was this big charismatic guy. He was a mm-hmm. great speaker. He moved so many people. Bill Clinton was this comeback kid. He was this relatable figure. He was young. He was charismatic. Uh, he was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who really comes close to fitting that mold, and I wouldn't even say this person completely fits that mold, but the only person who comes close to fitting that mold, in my personal opinion, is Bernie Sanders, mm. like the man or not. Uh, Joe Biden does not fit that mold. Joe Biden is not charismatic. He doesn't inspire anybody. Uh, Elizabeth Warren doesn't, certainly. Um, uh, Amy Klobuchar, not really. 
Uh, Mike Bloomberg, definitely not. Mm. Um, you could maybe make the argument for Pete Buttigieg, but even that then, Pete Buttigieg, I think, has a, has a personality problem. I think people view him as too vanilla. Mm. Uh, so right now, I would say Bernie Sanders does as well. Also, Bernie Sanders has an ability to energize his base, which Donald Trump did very well in 2016, uh-huh. and Hillary Clinton lacked that. Uh, once again, my guest is Nolan Cleary, host of Politics Weekly. Nolan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, glad to be back. All right, everyone, we'll be right back. Introducing Tide Power Pods. With Cat and Nat. I love how much I can stuff into these machines. But that is such a large load. Don't the stains sneak through? Please. New Tide Power Pods can clean that whole situation. You just toss it in before the close. It's like two regular Tide Pods and then some power and then even more power. With 50% more cleaning power, even your large load got clean. How many kids do you have? Girl, I lost track. There's a lot of kids. And then there's a husband. And then there's me. That's a lot of clothes. And at the conclusion of our show, the Jeremiah Patterson Show now projects Bernie Sanders as the winner of the Nevada caucus. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show, the Nevada caucuses. Once again, our show projects Bernie Sanders as the winner of the Nevada caucuses.